Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Burton from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Oh, it's time for another splendid hour of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We are right here at 1600 Buckslayer Place, right in the Bucketorium. We are in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois. This is Illinois at its finest. And I can't say more about this lovely city. My name's Steve. I'm in Kurt's house. Kurt, how you doing? Oh, fantastic, as always. Just taking Snapchats of you while you run the intro here is all oh. I'm doing. Hey, attaboy. Uh, thank you for uh, tuning in, man. We really appreciate all the love and support that we get. Check us out uh, if you're already listening. You're, you probably already know. If you don't, workingclassbowhunter.com is where we're going to go. We've got some awesome shirts that uh, that went up on the site a couple weeks ago. They're selling like hotcakes. you got to get you one of the Go Shoot Your Bow shirts. Email us, workingclassbowhunter at gmail.com. We're on all social media sites. Yep, you can hit us up anywhere. Instagram. I like Instagram the best, honestly. Facebook's good, too. but uh... Instagram's kind of taken over because you can... I don't know. It's 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 not as it's photos. There's nothing negative. Yeah, if you're having a bad day, I don't have to read about your stupid. You know, like, <laughs> oh, here's my status. Oh, I had a bad day. Uh, the guy at the bowling alley uh, didn't have size 14 shoes, so I left. Like, dude, why'd you go to the bowling alley at 1:30 in the afternoon on a 
Thursday. I had to figure out what day it was. But anyway, Instagram, we're on there. Um, yeah, I got to give a shout out um, to a few people. Everyone that's bought anything off of WorkingClassBowHunter.com uh, lately. Eric Butcher, he's been sharing all of our stuff lately on, on all social media. Um, all the boys at the Whitetail Experience. Uh, there's so many more. We're going to do um, – I want to do a listener call-in episode again where we talk to all um, our listeners. and Oh, I love those, man. We, we'll line up like the whole shout-out thing and talk to everyone. Um, super thankful for everyone lately. It's 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 been awesome. Um, so super thankful for that. Thanks, everyone, for the support. But, uh, now, we say also, thank you, Kurt. Thank you. Say so, it like you mean it. I do. I love everyone that listens to our podcast say or shares it. it. like you <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what else you want from me right now. Yeah. Um, but, no, we really do appreciate everyone that's supported us in any way, shape, or form. We appreciate it more than you know. Yeah, um, why? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either, man. But it's, we're doing this either way. We're going to run this right down to the ground. You guys are going to hate us, and we'll, we'll still be doing it. But, um we couldn't do it without our wonderful partners, Elite Archery. Check out the the bows that they've got coming up. It's 3D season. Hunting season is coming up faster than you think. I Check I out the counted, podcast and do a Darren Christianberry. Yes. I counted down the days, and I was like, dude, I cannot believe that deer season is this close. Don't talk about it because I'm going to get anxiety. Don't. Yeah. Also, Scent Crusher. We're sponsored by Scent Crusher. We love Scent Crusher. Dan Drake from Scent Crusher is a great man. We love him. Uh, we do uh, the, the ozone go the gear bag the closet good stuff going on there um, check them out people always ask is it, does it work yeah it works check it out HHA sports leader in single pin sites hashtag single pin nation um, lifetime warranty they support our veterans it's made in America um, a very good product single pin clears up that site picture um, for me helps with shooting long distance it helps in the deer woods people ask about oh, single pin that's scary Try it out. You'll love it. I promise. I can't guarantee it, but I'll promise. Um, also, <laughs> Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. Beautiful Viola, Illinois. Beautiful people over there at Smith's. Um, if you're northwestern Illinois, eastern Iowa, that is the place to be. The cleanest deer processing facility. Good stuff there. Good people. Um, they stand behind their product. And uh, I've never been bummed out about anything I've had at Smith's. Mm. So, um, that's just a heads up. Be ready for this season because uh, he's going to turn it up right. We haven't talked about the meatloafs in a while. I'm on my final meatloaf. I've heard, I'm, I'm already out of meatloafs, man. man. That's why I haven't talked about them. I know. Thanks man. for bringing them up. Sorry, dude. Yeah, not to give you anxiety, but uh, only uh, limited days away from you being able to shoot a shoot a doe. You're probably going to shoot a doe early season. Get that meatloaf. I'm super excited. Moving on. Thank you. Veteran shout out. You got one? DarkHorseLodge.org. Uh, Peaceful Retreat for Combat Vets. You're going to want to check them out. They're all over social media. Listen, it's a, it's a great cause. This family, you can read the backstory. They uh, they lost their child, and they wanted to give back in the best way that they could. Go ahead and uh, give them a sponsor, or a, uh, a donation. I'm sorry. Smile.Amazon.com. Yeah, Smile.Amazon.com. I wanted to try and throw that in. It's not going to cost you any more money. But everything that you purchase on Amazon, and when you go through smile.amazon.com, a portion of those proceeds will go to the Dark Horse Lodge as long as you mm-hmm. select them. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be feeling good about yourself. So mm-hmm. check them out. Yep. I'm your hype man right now. You like that? You're the hype man? Yep. Dude, I think we need a hype man. We do. Check out Dark Horse Lodge. We, we- love them. Any Anybody that's a veteran or supports our veterans, we're on board. 
Yeah, um, check them out. No, we don't need a hype man. We need to get to the episode. Catching deers. Oof, they don't need to be hyped. It's a funny term, man. And they came <laughs> out with. Oh, by the way, I got to switch hats. It's over here on the. I got a catching deers hat on my deer mount. I'm gonna switch out right now and get one. Um, put it on for the show. Be uh, real you, authentic. Oh, you're gonna put on. I'll put on. Yeah. So right, catching boy. deers. They came on with their video last year. Um, super popular. Super funny. Took um, off for them. Kind of right up our alley. We like serious bow hunting. We like the tips. So we like to do podcasts like this where we can kind of let loose and joke around. And that's what it's about, man. Not everything has to be tips and tactics and everything serious. Like, you know, if you listen to sometimes you're at work, maybe you just want to have a good time. Hopefully have a laugh or two from our podcast. And uh, this is one of those episodes for us um, that we just like to kick back and have a good time. And, uh, you know, they're serious deer hunters as well, but they get they get the sense of humor. Yeah, so, like you guys, uh, you tune in each and every week, you get it. Uh, I'm assuming that you're going to get exactly what these guys are all about. So check it out. We're going to get right into the episode right now. Awesome. Thanks, guys, for listening. We love you. All right, so on the phone with us right now, we have the legendary. You saw him in the video. He was all over the Internet. The man the legend, the Canadian, Bud Fisher. Bud, how you doing? How are you? <laughs> hey, how are you? Hey, how are you, Bud? <laughs> oh, you drinking some Molson's up there, Bud? <laughs> <laughs> you bet. You bet. Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, pleasure to be on. Thanks for the call. Thanks, man. I know this is your favorite podcast, so welcome to the mm -hmm. show. Well, let's clear it up. You called us... That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, guys, please have me on the show. I would love to be on. Yeah, I, I love what you guys are doing. So, it's an honor for me just to be to be chatting with you for sure. Hey, hey man. Likewise, we love yeah, catching deers. Um, ditto. We, we talked sure. about in the pre-intro bit that you know you guys get our sense of humor. It's yes, it is serious. We take our hunting serious. We take our tips and tactics serious. But it's nice to kind of. Let loose, have a good time, have a sense of humor about things. People understand it, and it, dude, you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, you know what? We've been trying to put our put our finger on, you know, the the, the tagline or the slogan for catching deers because it's so many things. But I think you got kind of hit on it. It's the it's the brand for um, the folks that take their hunting seriously and themselves lightly, and that's kind of how we look at right. how we look at ourselves. Man, that's we're, perfect. We're, yeah, yeah, we're we're hardcore about about our hunting. We love it, but then we just also joke about it. And and really, it's the the time with the guys is is the best part. So, yeah, the brand for the rest of us. Right, yeah. right. No, <laughs> best of us. <laughs> no, I, I, I picked that reference up. <laughs> I like it though. I mean, that's that's the best way to put it. I mean, so you guys kind of punch. I said earlier. You punched the hunting industry in the nuts with the uh, the catching deers video, and absolutely hilarious. Um, I, I think it, everyone loved it. They got it. They have everyone that that has been asked by a non hunter, I guess, has ever been. You mm -hmm. know, have you have you caught? Do you catch any deer? Do you catch any ducks? Do you catch any turkeys? It's like, well, normally when you catch them, they're still alive. So I don't I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you got to kill them to eat them. You got to kill them to eat them. No, you know what? It it absolutely exploded on us, and and we didn't know what to expect. Um, we thought that it was funny, but at the same time, with our group of guys and like the hunt camp, I'm sure everybody can identify with this. You have things that you think are just hilarious because they're inside jokes, and then you go to your other buddies and you tell them, and they're like, "Cool, dude. Like, what? I don't get it." So <laughs> yeah, we, <right. laughs> we we didn't know if it was one of those. If we were just like, "Man, I don't know if we've had a string of bad luck or what it was," but. Um, you know, we, we just, it became an inside joke with our hunt camp and, and I showed up 
to the hunt camp in Kentucky in September of, uh, of last year, just, you know, nine months ago or, or whatever it is now, 10 months ago. And, uh, I had six, the catching deers foam trucker hats and the guys just out there hysterical. And it wasn't really anything at the time we were like, Oh, you know, we could do it. We could do a business and, you know, we could launch a video and we can make it funny and all the rest of it. And then we started just wearing the hats cause we liked them for us. And, um, we started getting asked everywhere, like airport, like, dude, that's hilarious. I get asked that all the time. Like, where'd you get that hat? And, you know, one of my buddies, Austin was at the, uh, Tennessee, banana pudding festival that's a real thing <laughs> and uh i Hold guess on. that's our, our target Google demographic that. right there but he, he was there and he's like but six people came up and asked me where i got my hat like we we need to make more of these hats for people like we just wanted to share it with everyone and so you know we got together and came up with the idea for the video and you know filming the video we were like do you think this could go viral like what do you think we're like i don't know who cares we think it's funny and um I posted it on how it started on Facebook because I made the page and I posted that video. And on my personal Facebook, I just said, hey, guys, check out this new video we made for this brand we launched. And then by noon, it had 50,000 views. And I woke up the next morning and it was over 300,000. And then it hit a million in the like day six. And it's sitting at like 3.9 million right now. So it's just like it was one of those things that we sat back and were like, "Oh boy, <laughs> you know what? So you know, awesome. I, I'm 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 pretty bitter right now, bud. Yeah, I'm real bitter. I gotta, I gotta tell you why because I did the worm on video and I got slapped on video and we don't have a a million views. Bud probably hasn't seen this video yet. We need to share this with him after the podcast. Yeah, you I know. haven't. I haven't seen it, guys, but I uh, I love those like fail videos. So if it's like a fail style video, it's sort of that getting, way. Oh, dude, yes. any video I'm in is there's just one failure in that video. That's just me. <laughs> I'm pretty much slapping Steve at 800 frames a second. Oh, <laughs> well, send like, it to me. Full just, blown just, slap. Oh, like, I still gonna send it. Send it. Just we'll send just it. Send it. Still gonna send, send it. it. Steve's notorious for making <laughs> wrestling references on the podcast. So when we made this video, like we were filming some other stuff for like Elite and just for the podcast, <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, Steve, let me slap you in like 800 frames a second, just slow motion." We had a, and uh, I was our, like, "Oh, it's best for business." Our buddy had a badass <laughs> camera, so uh, we just made up this little like story, like super quick off the top of our head. It's only like a 40 second long video. But I'm full blown slap like whip slapping Steve. Took it like a champ and <laughs> little inside business for all you out there. There, it was not just one slap. There was multiple there slaps. Three slaps uh, you because, can't just have one take. Yeah. you can't just have one take. Yeah, no. We fun fact too in the video it shows me slapping him in real time. That's a different slap from the slap that's at the slow mo slap. It's great. Oh, yeah. Just a glutton for punishment. Oh, just a glutton. Actually, yeah. funny story on on that too. So my good buddy Adrian um, is one of the guys in the video, and, it was sh and he shows up twice. So he was there because he's a total. Well, he's he's one of my good buddies. I want him in the video, but um, his role in in the video is well, he's in it like four times, and it's hilarious. But um, he was is a total pyro. So his his job was to make sure that that explosion went off. And yeah. that explosion was like the bane of my existence. It took like four hours to get that explosion right. But anyway, Adrian 
is the one you might have to go back and watch the video again but it was the one that tackles like the deer target at the start oh, oh yeah. yeah 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 okay i remember dana, and, uh, it, i think dana referenced that yeah yeah so he was uh so he, we were supposed to do that take like four or five times right like you never get it right the first time and we're like all right set it up guys let's do it again and we look at him and he's like just has this dazed look in his face and goes guys i can't we're like why not he's like I think I have a concussion. <laughs> it's like, so he was like holding his neck. He had to go sit down. He was in rough shape. And, um, he was a, he was a rugby player and he, he's been oh, hit yeah. hard and he's like, I've had a couple concussions, concussions before guys. I'm sure of it. I've got a concussion. I can't do it again. So that was our one take and it worked. So that's awesome. <laughs> he took it like a champ too. So that was, that was good, but so, um, well, let's cut into it here, man. Yeah, how, how has business changed since we last spoke with Dana last November? Yeah, oh man, we've been on a on a whirlwind since then. Um, just having fun in the fall with the with the hunting season and and people, you know, telling us their their stories about being asked if they if they caught anything and stuff like that. So we ramped up through the fall. Went to ATA, met you guys at, at ATA, um, and uh, and that was a, a lot of fun. And we met a lot of great industry people at ATA and, and had a blast. And that was that was awesome. We launched um, catching turkeys in uh, in the spring with just kind of a just kind of a soft launch um, with the, the foam trucker and a and a camo catching turkeys hat. And it's been really a ton of upfront work planning for this this fall so we got some exciting things coming out this fall um that uh we haven't shared with anybody yet so i guess you're hearing it first but we've got a a a full line of of uh of gear coming out um and we got sweatpants and we got hoodies oh wait whoa whoa, sweatpants (laughs) yes you know what um, I am one of those guys that, you know, I wear the same stuff as much as I possibly can. Like I've got this plaid jacket that I'll just wear like every day and, um, it's just kind of simple like that. And I love my comfy clothes. And so I wanted to wear, make some sweatpants for bow hunters and yes. for hunters that are like, you come back in from the stand and what do you wear? Right. And it's, and so the answer to that is, is the catching deer sweatpants. And so they're like the most comfortable fabric that we could find. And, <laughs> you know, we got some, uh, distressed camo on and stuff like that, but there's also some features in there that, that you wouldn't find anywhere else. Like I was just thinking when I'm shooting my bow and I'm practicing, like, where do I put my arrows? I don't shoot with a quiver cause I don't hunt with a quiver on. So um, we put a pocket in the back that's only a couple inches wide and it goes down the leg like nine inches. So you can just stick your arrows <laughs> in the side of your pants when Man. you're shooting your when you're shooting your bow and stuff like that that we're we're having a lot of now, fun now, with. So it's incredible. Now listen, bud, um you're striking a chord with me because uh I'm I'm literally wearing sweatpants right now. The whole running gig is I bought these uh, sweatpants, these bone collector pants, and Kurt has the same ones, and they are so comfy. I wear them mm-hmm. everywhere. I'm I'm at the weight where I'm not afraid to wear sweatpants in public. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got yeah. I, I got to that tubby. So sweatpants for me are a hundred percent good to go. Any company that sells sweatpants, I always go to Better Business Bureau and rate them A plus. Just gonna let you know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, love it. It's it, it, it's it's funny. You know, it's uh, tough. I'm just kind of thinking about it. You know, it all started with a hat. Yeah. And your guys's hat, 
I got it on right now, it by the way. Kurt's wearing it right now. The, the only other better hat that I've ever seen is they're selling on Instagram, and all it says is executive producer Dick Wolf. <laughs> so if you get that, that's the only better hat that's out there on the planet. And uh, it's nuts, you know. Just it, it came from this idea that you guys were like, dude, this is an inside joke. Let's run it. You know, me and Kurt were like, hey, man, we could talk hunting. Maybe people enjoy it. It's beautiful to see that blossom into something and yeah. the things that you can do. Like, I, like however, you know, for me, that's a number one seller, the sweatpants where you can put arrows in. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I, it scares yeah. me because Steve will never take them off. No. Yeah. Yeah. But you it's know, just, it's nuts. What I- What's fun for me and has been awesome about this this brand from the start, and I know you guys, I know this is going to strike a chord of you because you guys are the exact same way, is that we're like a we're like a yes brand, right? Where um, we just do whatever we want because it's fun, and um, that's how kind of authenticity uh, stems from that. So it's like, hey, we right. should do a video. Heck yeah! What do you think about this? Yeah, do it. I want to have a guy peeing in the background and his. His pants are going to be at his ankles. Oh, that's awesome. Let's do it. And so it's just, we kind of do it. We do it for us. And then people have, you know, thought that it's funny and have enjoyed it and like the hat. And like I, when I designed, so I didn't even, I say I designed that hat. I went into Rachel's office at work with and I'm like, hey, I need a foam trucker hat with catching deers on it. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah. It's spelled like this, catching deers. And she sent me a mock and was like, hey, what do you think about this? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Awesome. Love it. And then I made six of them. And then, and then that's how, like, if you think too much about this stuff, sometimes, you know, it just doesn't, it, you just, something gets lost in the process. So right. um, everything that you see is just like, oh, that's classic. Just send it. Send it. Still got to send it. Yeah. Are you silly? Are you silly? <laughs> I mean, that is kind of our, man, like, we take our bow hunting seriously, but it, it's like when you get us in shooting in the yard, like we were filming that video, it's like, Steve, let me slap you. Dude, if it's for video and it's going to do, go down in history forever, let's do it. Like, All right. If yeah. I'm, like, if I'm going to get slapped, let's do it at 800 frames a second, and it's gonna we're going to make a video out of it, and it'll be a, I'll be able to pull it up whenever I want. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah, I get, I get it, man. Like, I know if we had the ability to have that camera all the time, we'd be filming some weird oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Like, how else are you going to talk a five foot seven, two hundred and eighty pound man to do the worm multiple times so you can get the good take? <laughs> it was great. There, there's certain things that I, I'm willing to do because I know that people enjoy it, and I'm, I'm sure that's that's how you guys worked out you know what i mean yeah yeah you know that's that's the look i mean the the hunt camp is like a locker room mentality for us and so uh (laughs) we you know been been making fun of each other there for a long time and kind of anything anything goes there when it comes to you know teasing teasing each other and stuff like that so um that's where it was kind of stemmed from is the shenanigans of what happens at the hunt camp and we always want to stay true to that um really that hunt camp feeling. And when I describe, you know, what I want people to think about when they think about catching deers or when they put those sweatpants or that hoodie or, you know, we're doing vests, you put that vest on. It's like, it just reminds you of the hunt camp and it's not necessarily just big deer. That's not what our identity is. Our identity is like, man, remember last year at hunt camp when this happened? Like that was so funny, you know? Right. right. 
And it's those memories together that kind of what is what we're about. And then, you know, you drop a booner and that's a bonus. For sure, so. man. For sure. Well, one thing I want to talk about quick and then we'll move along into some, some hunt stories here. Yeah. Um, your recent video that you guys just put out. Um, <laughs> and uh, just talk about it. I don't, even, I, don't, I don't want to mention anything else. I want to hear you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, we bought a lot of fast food. Let's put it that way. That's what I was wondering, so, man. The whole time that video was going on, I'm like, how much money is he spending? Because you're like, just a sandwich. Yeah. I would have loved yeah, to be in the, been in the back start seat. Out. I started the first three or four places I went to. I'm like, yeah, I'm making a biggie size with fries. And uh, yeah, and then what do you guys want? They chime in. And, you know, and then by the end, I started like, you know, 20, 30 bucks pop. And I was like, no, like, hold the phone. I'm going to order something. And then she's going to tell me that they don't have that. And I'll cancel and I'll get like a like a junior that's like a dollar 39 or something like that. So, um, no, it's called, um, it's called the wild game drive through. And, uh, it's kind of all of us have, I'm sure gone through a drive through and been like, man, I wish I could just have like some back straps on the grill right now, but I guess I'll get a bacon double cheeseburger. And so it's kind of stemmed from that, right. Is I wonder what they'd say if we went to a drive through and just started ordering wild game. And we sat down, I sat down with the guys and, you know, I'm the one that's in these videos, but I'm probably, I'm I'm not the, I know I'm not the funniest guy and I'm not the most creative, but when you get us in a room together, funny stuff just flies. And it's the same thing as what you guys have got, right? Just, um, you know, every once in a while, yeah, nugget of gold will come flying out of nowhere. And so, you know, the Pope and young, the Pope and young meat pie came flying out and yeah. And then, um. Did you? I wanted to order an elk burger, and the lady was like, "You mean the son of the baconator?" And I'm like, "Yeah, the son of the elkinator." So <laughs> I was at, uh, you know, at I almost said the name. I don't know what I'm allowed to say for these fast food establishments on on your podcast. But anyways, we say went around. Went to like, yeah, go ahead went and to say like, it. Yeah, that one was at Wendy's, and she. I don't think she liked me too much by the end, but um, we went to like 15 different drive-throughs probably. And I had a pretty good idea going in what the menu was, and we looked at the menus and tried to sub things out. But then we'd go up and we'd just get, just kind of be ridiculous. And I think the funniest part, at least for me, is when I just tried to have a conversation with the person at the oh, window, yeah, that's and they didn't, they didn't care. So <laughs> one of them was just kind of off the cuff as I was like, oh, I'm going to order the, you know, the turkey bacon club or the turkey and bacon club but i'm gonna call it wild turkey and oh it was called smoked yeah it's called the smoked turkey club and i was like i smoked a turkey last year man it was you know and i started ta- talking about this big spurs and you know 10 inch beard and then i went to the window and she kind of gave me this look and i was like oh man so i just started telling her the hunting story and the look in her face was like dude what are you talking about <laughs> so funny <laughs> Uh, it was. It ended up being. It, it was a lot of fun. And then you know we we're just talking how stuff flows organically. Is we we're like I was like, man, I need a coffee. And you know we we got up to the and, and we we're just gonna kind of go up to the window and just order a coffee. And I was like, pike roast, guys, we got to do something with pike roast. <laughs> like make call it a musky roast. And so I so I'll get your musky roast. And he's like, dude, we don't have a musky roast. <laughs> so um i was like well what's the normal one called he's like pike i'm like oh you're stocking pike i'll get a pike roast that's funny Man, so, you didn't go to timmy's at all did you no no yeah. we didn't uh we didn't go to Timmy's. actually you know what we did sorry that was late the last one we went to was timmy's oh. and she didn't she didn't really give us much and she couldn't hear me and i went back and forth a few times and i asked for deer nuts and she's like what 
said, you know, <laughs> like a like a maple glazed deer nut. And she's like, dude, like I don't know what you're talking about. And so it just kind of derailed and it didn't right. really work. But yeah. by that time, I'd been ordering fast food for like six hours straight, and I was like, I quit. I'm done. So funny story. Only bud. six Re- hours. Real quick, and then we'll move on. I was in Canada last year for work. First thing I did. I, I got my rental car and I landed it. I was in Manitoba. Mm-hmm. I, I was driving along. I turned on the radio. Drake's playing. I'm like, yep, turn it back down. Typical. And then I was like, <laughs> next, I got to go eat at a Timmy's. So I like, I drove like two hours where my hotel was and the first place I stopped was Timmy's. And I'm like, okay. I've, oh, and then I ate a poutine or poutine, whatever you guys call Pout- it. There. Poutine? <laughs> I, ate, I call it poutine, but I mean, wherever you go, some people are like, ah, it's poutine. You're like, oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, but, I ate a real one. It was like really good for like three and a half minutes, and then the rest of it was just miserable. And that's then right. I'll probably yep. never eat one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's basically the experience. It starts off really strong and then finishes off with a, with a fizzle. Um, <laughs> and we won't we won't make any references on that one. But um, that's uh, starts off real strong and then goes downhill fast. So that's awesome. That's, Let's talk about the bear hunt, man. Yeah. Um, the bear hunt started for me, I mean, the, the bear season here is May 1st to June 15th, but the bear hunt for me started in like February. So what I, what I did is I wanted to build a bow because I'm into some traditional archery stuff. I just love it. And so I wanted to build a bow and I wanted to shoot a bear on the ground with it. And so I, I built this boat. It was a long process and it was something that I love doing and I shoot it every day now, this bow that I built. And then I got into the hunting season and it was incredibly wet and it was very cold. Like we were halfway through the, you know, the bear season. And at one point in the bear season, we got snow and it's just like, the, they're not going to be active. They're not going to be hitting baits. Their stomach doesn't adjust at that point and they're, they're grazing and different things. And so, uh, it was, uh, it was a very, very tough hunt, but the last two weeks in the hunt, um, I, I bared down. I guess that's a horrible pun. Um, (laughs) and, uh, and I hunted really intensively. And one of the nights, um, and we're, we're filming this by the way, for, for, for a short film, this, this experience of, it's kind of about, you know, kind of going back to my, going back to my roots of, I used to just, I just, I've been obsessed with bows my entire life. And, you know, before I had a compound, got my first compound at like 12, maybe. And before that, I just tie strings on a sticks and, and make them. And so it's kind of like a, uh, a tip of the hat to where it started, right? Making a bow and then, and then going in and, and, you know, trying to shoot something with it. And so, um, I hunted here in Ontario we've got some big bears here. I could, I could, um, text you guys some, some pictures. That's, that's how I roll. I just love firing, you know, the, the text message threads back and forth with yeah, deer and bears on cam and all that. But we have, we have some giants and, um, I have a buddy here that um, has been, been bear hunting and baiting these same bait spots near my near our farm. And things were slow at our farm, so I went to see him. And he's been baiting those spots for 40 years. And he's one of those guys that is just classic. Like, he's unbelievable. And he'll tell you, he's like, I have a 400-pound bear coming in. I'm like, oh, man, can I see pics? He's like, but bears bears don't like trail cameras. I've never used a trail camera in my life. And he's like, I'm like, how do you know? He's like, well, check out these tracks. And he'd show you like the tracks and he'd be like, that's a 400 to 450 pound bear. And you know, he's probably, you know, and he just knows he's been doing it for so long. Like he's, he told me after one of our bears that we shot a couple of years ago, he's like, I've skinned almost 800 bears. 
And I'm like, oh, oh my crap. gosh, this guy knows, you know, more than, you know, I'll ever know in my lifetime. And he's phenomenal. So he got us on this bait and I'm sitting on the ground with a, with a, uh, this longbow that I made in, in my hand. And in Ontario, you, if you're on the ground for bears, you have to wear uh, orange, uh, blaze orange. Really? But if you're, in a, if you're in a tree stand and you're over like 12 feet, you don't have to. But I, I, I love being on the ground for bears because it's so intense. Um, and so I'm sitting 17 yards from this bait, and this bear comes in t- to my left. And it's this big bear that he was talking about. This bear's so big that it had been ripping the barrel, the 45-gallon barrel, off of the chain. And, and like he had to go find the barrel in the woods. This is a, a big, big boy. <laughs> and... Um, so I'm sitting on the ground and it comes in and it comes into five yards to my left and I'm, I'm ducking down. We had a, a, we brushed ourselves in just with natural brush and I'm ducked down and I don't get a good look at him because I'm wearing full on blaze. I don't want him to see me. Um, unlike deer. So deer can't really see blaze, but, uh, but bears reportedly can, so they can see color a lot better than deer can. So I'm, I'm kind of hiding down mm-hmm. and my camera guy goes, that's a giant. And so I'm kind of peeking over and looking and he stands up and starts rubbing his back against a tree. And at this point he's, inside of 15 yards like he's probably 12 yards rubbing his back and he's an absolute giant and he walks by the the uh the bait so you can bait in uh in ontario and you'd, you'd never see a bear if, if you didn't bait it's not like hunting the plains or you hear know, that all the time yeah. yeah it's just it's very very difficult so uh baiting is illegal and um so that's what we do and this guy's back was over top of this barrel, an absolute giant, and its belly was, I, I promise you, it was almost touching the ground. Like, it was just a, it was, you know, like 450 plus, I hesitate to say 500, because everybody just says it was a 500-pound bear, but it was that, it was in that range, and mm-hmm. uh, he was at 17 yards, and I'm like, oh, man, this is go time, and I get the tap on the shoulder from my camera guy, Ryan, and he just gives me the nod, and he's got zero camera light. And it was legal. There was probably 10 minutes left in shooting light, but it was that you're in the woods and it's darker and it was an overcast night. And he's just like, no. And because we were filming, this is, this is like having a booner at 15 yards and you can't let an arrow fly. Ugh. And um, he circled the bait and started walking straight towards us. And he was probably inside of 10 yards. And uh, I had to stare, stand up and scare him off. And I'll tell you, that got the blood flow going a little bit, thinking if this guy decides to come at us, He's coming hard because he's a big boy, but I scared him off the bait, and then uh, and then the next four days we didn't see him. It's basically like like bumping a two hundred inch deer off of your you know oh. off of your stand and hoping he's going to come back, right? That sucks. So yeah. it was tough, but we'll we'll um, try to get on him again in, in the fall and try to make that happen. But it's a game changer when you're filming. So that, you know that's something that always intrigues me. You know, a, a bear that big being scared off by a guy. And I I, I haven't met you, but. I don't assume that you're 450 pounds. <laughs> I'm a very intimidating, like 5'11", 175. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. so a Conor McGregor type. All right, I yeah. got you. <laughs> but, like, yeah. you know, to me, that's, uh, I, I guess the only way I could describe it, like, you know, there's a lot of guys you would fight at a bar, but, like, if you're at home at your house and you see a vase move for no reason, you're going to get scared. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's not well, something I'll, that I'll, always happens. <laughs> I'll tell you, I haven't I've, – I've been nervous with with bears a few times, um, but this was this was probably up there the, the most because this was a big guy, and I knew it was his domain, and – when they're when they're smaller bears, they're really skittish, and big bears sometimes just don't care that much because they've 
you know, they can get old. Like it could be a, you know, a 15, 20 year old bear that just has seen it all and doesn't care, you know? And so, right. um, has always, yet, so why is this time any different? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. So, so what I, yeah, what I did is I waited until it wasn't, you know, really facing our direction and there was trees between us. And that's when I spooked it, when I spooked it off rather than it spotting us first and kind of being curious and aware. Right. But, um, that, that said, I mean, black bears for the most part are like, you can scare them off if you want to. It's very rare that, that you can't. So I don't, I don't get that nervous, but, um, I always do bring, especially when I'm, when I'm on the ground is I'll bring a, a 12 gauge in, um, and leave it beside me. Um, just in case anything goes wrong, particularly if you've got a, you know, I'm hunting with a longbow. I had one, I had one, just a little guy. It was a boar and it was probably like 130 pounds soaking wet, but I had it inside of like five yards and I was standing there with the, with the, at this point I had a, a recurve in my hand and that it's just, there's something that about makes it even crazier, man. Yeah. Really? Being face to face. I just, I just love it. Um, there's so a video of that guy. It's that. a ton of fun. Yeah, that, and I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but there was a, that video of that guy. He, uh, I'm pretty sure he had a recurve. Yeah, he did. And that that bear is coming down the track hot. I think he yeah. surprised that bear though. That's what yeah. it looked yeah, like to me. If, if we're thinking about the same video, that was in Ontario as yes, well. Yes, it was. I yes. Don't, I don't think he was bear hunting. I, from what I understood from the article that was with it, is he came across this bear and he wasn't bear hunting and. Um, he, he waited, in my opinion, he waited too long. And by that time it was, um, kind of a fight or flight and the bear was facing him and kind of only had one way to go. And, um, you know, people were dubbing that a bear attack and I, I adamantly disagreed. I said it was certainly an encounter and he was charged, but if that was, if that bear wanted to hurt him, he could have, oh, he just him. wanted to, he just, he just wanted to knock him down and get out. Like it was a, that was, um, the bear basically protecting itself by, by charging him and knocking him over and taking off. So he was, he was certainly lucky, but in Ontario, um, since they started recording in the fifties, there's been, um, seven deaths by, by black bear. And so there's been more by, um, you know, just about anything, bees and, and, and all of that. So they're, they're really not that dangerous, um, you know, when, when it comes to those kind of statistics. Well, if if right. Kurt could have his way, he'd be number eight. Or is it a grizzly yeah. on a die <laughs> no, Because Oh, grizzly is a different game. Oh, well, you, yeah. you got to hear Kurt's little theory. This is... Yeah, it's not Black Bear. I mean, I, Steve made me sound like I'm a lunatic. I just want to get mauled by a bear for no reason. <laughs> like, you are, <laughs> I just think, like, if I'm going to go out, like, if, I, if there's a plan for me to die, I want to, like, get be bow hunting a brown bear... Get mauled, but the bear dies too. You know what but I mean? So like they die side by side. So it's like when they find me, they're like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Look well, at this. The bear like, died, but like the bear killed Kurt, but Kurt ended up stabbing the bear in the heart, so it didn't make it far. So the crime scene is really easy to clean up. Well, I just want to yeah. be like, I just want to be like, they find it, and they're like, "Oh my god." Look at this. The, the dead brown bear, like world record brown bear. Imagine that. And Kurt's right here. Like, what could have happened? What a hero. <laughs> Would you want to be buried next to that brown bear? Fuck yeah. All right. Excuse my language. I, no, I I just... I, I, you, you caught me off guard on something I'm very passionate about, okay? I, <laughs> it it's like me, those. Man. It reminds me of those, you know, back to the fail videos and talking about Conor McGregor, but have, have you ever seen the UFC videos where there's the simultaneous knockout? Yeah. They both catch each other with a left <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> it's like one of those. For sure. Yeah. Oh, it's too good. <laughs> so I can so, respect that. Talking about bear hunting and stuff, do you have any future hunts that you're looking forward to? 
Yeah, so I mean, I I, I already kind of hinted, but I'm looking forward to getting back after that that bear this fall, and we yeah. just got um, access to some more land here that uh, here in Ontario that I'm anticipating there's there's some big bears on. So we're going to start um, scouting and prepping for bear hunt this fall here real soon, um, and that's a big chunk of land in in prime bear country that that we've got access to. So I'm really excited about about that but uh when it comes to deer yeah we, we've got um property here in ontario that that i i deer hunt i always go down for the the bow opener in kentucky which um kentucky opener is super early so there's velvet bucks and i shot a an eight pointer in velvet last year that was um really the the most character that i've ever i've ever shot in a deer and probably ever will it was we call him straight pipes because he looks like an elk the antlers just go straight up and back and just no big mass. Murder. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, it was a really, really cool old deer, and uh, ton, there was like forty-one inches of mass. Like I could barely get my hands around the, the bases. Just this big old deer, but so much character on it. And it was funny because we called it the Cull Buck for like two years, and then he showed up last year, and we're like, "That is the Cull Buck no more." Like he was a big boy. So uh, he was a he was an eight pointer. Um, just a true eight. It had like zero time length. It was all mass and all main beams, which is awesome. And um, yeah, it was really really cool. But he, he went uh, about one forty one um, for an eight pointer. So it was uh, it was a really really cool and and nice deer. And and it was one of those last light, last day, five minutes left in shooting like kind of stories. And and my brother um, Mike had tagged out two hours before on his target deer so he shot a full velvet 161 and uh 10 pointer and i shot a full velvet 141 um eight pointer and so that was just kind of the coolest one two punch you know um opening weekend it was it was awesome so i'm excited to go back for that and that's also like the kickoff to our to our hunting season so all the guys are together that's where catching deers was born so we'll do that got a couple waterfowl hunts that that i'm excited about um that we're going to do some filming for um catching ducks and uh and then i'm going to go back and i'm going to do tennessee hopefully tennessee ohio during the rut so i'll spend you know 14 days probably down there um during the rifle season and um do that and uh and then come back and do another waterfowl hunt and then maybe and then maybe a, a late season muzzleloader in Ontario. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be busy, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I man, that's tough schedule and uh I <laughs> hunting the rut, man, it sucks. I know <laughs> I feel really bad for you. Dude, I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, but I gotta know, um and I, I've never really asked anyone this. Um we've got I, some friends I'm, in Canada. I'm nervous right now. <laughs> me too hey you know what's weird is this actually this is actually going to be a serious question when you go to like lease property um or you're looking for a good ground you know what what are some key differences where if you're going to lease property can you lease bear only or deer only like so you lease it you can only deer hunt there but you can't bear hunt there i mean I, because in illinois you know we really only have deer and turkey Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of curious with multiple species how you guys work that out. Yeah, I think the the first thing is like culturally, the deer hunting culture here is so much different. The hunting um, is a lot more recreational, and a lot of my friends and family, you know, have 
you know, family land that, um, you know, they've been hunting for years and they'll go in only for the gun hunt and run dogs and go to the camp with all their cousins and stuff like that. So it's just a little bit of a different mentality. A lot of folks here, don't get me wrong, you know, do the tree stand bow hunting and, you know, take it seriously and do some QDMA and things like that. But um, I grew up at least in that culture of, you know, basically, you know, school shuts down for a couple of weeks and the deer hunting season is two weeks long and, you know, you run dogs through because we're, we're not, we're not ag, you know, where I grew up. There's some, but it's a lot of big, big forest, bush, cedar swamp that is really, really tough to hunt. And, you know, we grew up like meat, meat hunters. And so that's, that's how they did it here. And they always did it here. Um, but to answer your question specifically, because of that, that culture, it's changing, but, um, because of that culture, we don't have the, the big money leases and stuff like that here. There's a lot more land per, you know, population. So there's more public land and more, you know, build a relationship with a farmer and have access. So I've never leased property in, in Canada. I've got relationships with people that I hunt with and we've owned some land and been very fortunate kind of in, in that regard. But I do have a, a friend here that's a, that's a farmer and he had a couple acres of crop damage because of bears. And so what he did is he's like, I don't care about any money. We're just losing money. So he just put a schedule on the website and said, anybody that wants to come and hunt, go for it. And so it was kind of up to all of us to, to figure that out amongst ourselves. But, you know, it's just not a culture where somebody will come in and, you know, throw money at them and say, I want exclusive rights. I just haven't seen that a lot, at least where I am. Super so, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also I think that's leases, man. oh yeah, because because it's supply and demand, right? So um, here in Canada, there's more more land than the United States, but our population's about 35 million. So our population's about California, but we've all got all, we've got all of this space to hunt. So uh, it's just probably not the same level of supply and demand as what it is in the states, where it's kind of more commercialized there. Right, I'll be in Canada for a long time, uh, coming September, and uh, I don't know exactly where. I think Saskatchewan, but I'm going to try mm-hmm. to make some friends with some farmers. I don't know exactly where I'll be or what the hunting will be like, but land of the giants in Saskatchewan—that's where Milo Hansen buck the world record was was shot oh, yeah. was in Saskatchewan. Yep. Yeah, yep. I knew that, but I just—we're farm country, man. Where we're at, and normally I was in Arizona um, last month for work, and I'm like, okay, there's some big muleys in Arizona and I'm asking around I'm like where's the good muleys at and they're like uh you got to go to you got to go south and the like way south and I'm like yeah you don't want to go down there because the border's close and if you get caught by like an illegal it's bad news and I'm like well man everywhere we go sucks <laughs> yeah, I, I want to make some connections you know yeah there's some big muleys in Saskatchewan I've I've got a buddy that that hunts in Saskatchewan and if you don't know who this guy is look him up because he's just a giant killer his name's Cody Robbins and he has I know I'm uh, familiar I don't yeah. know him personally, but I know who he is. Yeah, he. I want to go out and hunt with him sometime because he he's just absolute giant after giant after giant in the mute in the muleys. And it's live to hunt with Cody and Kelsey is uh, his his show, and he just has some unbelievable muleys out there in, in Sask. So, um, yeah, that's where it's at, man. If you get a chance to go, you gotta you gotta do it. You gotta bring the bow and do it for sure. I know it's one of those things. I, you have to, right? I mean, growing up as a like a mule deer or a, a whitetail hunter, you want to kill a mule deer, you want to kill an elk, you want to kill a moose. 
Yep, I, I hear you. I've I've never killed a, a muley or an elk. Um, I'm planning in the next two years to probably next fall. I'm going to try to do an elk hunt. Um, and I'd love to if I could if I could squeeze a muley in this fall. I would. I don't think I'm going to be able to. But um, I did shoot. I did shoot a moose three three years ago here in Ontario, an eastern moose with my bow, and that was. Um, I mean, I would recommend that to anybody that the experience is incredible and then the meat is a meat on the on the moose is probably my favorite probably my favorite wild game like it was really really good yeah do how you much remember, how, how much meat would you estimate you got well um because of the way that we set it up so we did a party hunt where you're allowed to see so it's a draw here and we had 13 guys at the hunt camp and we had three tags and we did shoot three moose, and so we had like thirteen guys that, that broke up that that meat. But um, my my moose was we, there's no way to tell because we don't have like industrial scales. But right. we think it was about eleven hundred pounds, probably on the hoof. And um, I think that was quartered out, um, including some of the bones and stuff. There's I think there's probably seven hundred pounds of meat or so. And then once you once you get the bones out and stuff, it cuts it down significantly. But um, I'll tell you when we we had to put it on a put it on a tractor and um, and then quarter it and we we had a, a walk in freezer at, at my cousin's house and you'd get two guys walking in with a quarter so this is just the back leg right and you're, you'd walk in and he had a meat hook and you'd have to go on three one two three and then heave and uh, just to get that back quarter up like it's. Until until you see one, like it just you don't get an understanding of the scale of of them. It's just it's phenomenal. So the story on that one is um, we got calling and the moose hunting is um, it's kind of like elk in a sense that you know they're very very auditory. Not not like a not like a deer where you can call and call and call and they might come in there. They're um, similar to like a like an elk hunt. You can the the morning. Yeah, yeah, like they'll 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 call back and you'll hear them and you'll know they're there because they're so big and they're splashing around in the swamp. And the first the first place we went to, we'd set up on old logging trails on either public land or land we had permission on, and get like ten guys over, you know, a, a mile or whatever it is. And um, and one guy would be in the middle and would call. And we're 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 on this trail with our bows. In this particular trail, there was five guys, and we were, call it, you know, 200 yards from each guy, and I was the guy that, that got lucky. I drew the tag, and then and then I got lucky with, it was like Jurassic Park, man. There, we were calling, and I just saw the tops of the trees move, because there was this little, little <laughs> cut, there was this little cut, and it was a logging cut that was overgrown with alders, and it was thick. And I heard it, and I just saw these alders start to shake, and I couldn't see the moose yet. And then I saw antlers come up at me, and um, I drew on them at 23 yards broadside. And when I drew, because I was standing in this um, with my back to you know some brush, and when I drew, he spotted me, and he turned, and he gave me zero in terms of shot. And I was at full draw, and we had a stare off, and he's at 23 yards, and I'm just like, oh boy. And so I'm holding it. And I, I was at full draw. I don't know how long it was. Like, I, I have no idea. But I think for two minutes. And it's a long time. I was, I was shaking. Like, I had li- like the literal shakes. And um, my cam caught 
on two different occasions and I had to stop and then pull it back, like not, not full letdown, but the cam caught and I had to pull it back. And, um, finally my buddy that was calling, he actually had a view of this moose and he's like, shoot him, shoot him. Why isn't Bud shooting him? Why isn't he shooting him? And he realized that I didn't have a shot. He was facing me straight on. And so he called twice and he turned, he turned that moose and I put an arrow behind the shoulder and I was absolutely shaking from head to toe and there's probably a little bit of adrenaline there, but it was also just like, I was so relieved to let down my bow at that point. But yeah, um, yeah, it was then, then the work began, uh, then the work began getting that out. We had to, we had to cut down some, some small trees to get a four wheeler in. We had to gut it in the woods and, you know, uh, drag it out with the four wheeler and then get, you know, six guys to, to try to heave that thing into the back of the truck to, to get it out. So that was a, it was just a, a lot of work as you can imagine, but that was one of the coolest hunts that I've, I've ever been on. And so did so, you give your buddy a hug after he threw a couple calls out to get that? Get oh my gosh. Yes. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. It was, uh, it would have been all over like another, another like 15 to probably 30 seconds. And it, I would have had to let down. I would have taken off, but, and then, and then I would have been in for it from the guys. I would have, I would have heard it for the rest of my life, I'm right. sure. Yeah. So it was it was a nice it was a nice move. So it was actually in the taxidermist told me it was in regression. Um, it measured 41 inches wide, um, which nice. for an an Ontario moose, yeah, an eastern moose is is a, is a nice moose. When you go out to you know Yukon and Alaska and stuff like minimum, that, they get right? they get yeah they get they get huge out there. They're just a different different animal. Um, but uh yeah so it was a, it was a nice moose but it was it was an old moose and he was in regression he was he had battle scarred and big old head and big body it was it was uh something I'll, I'll never forget for sure you know yeah i've uh i've never seen a moose in, in real life i i always want to there was a museum where like they had uh you know they uh taxidermy's real real life size it's and- bass pro steve no, it wasn't Bass Pro. No, it's a it's the museum up around here, the Putnam. They have uh, one in there, and it's just super huge. And you know, you never really get a grasp on how big the things are until you see like I think it was Cameron Haynes took a, had a picture of the moose back straps, and it took up mm-hmm. his whole counter. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's incredible. It, it's it is. It's it's a whole different. Yeah, when you go up and you lay your hands on it, it's just like. You know, it, it's so. Let, let me give you this in terms of scale. So, um, I have a picture of me holding my moose, and, and you need to. So, and it's just it's just the mount, but um, the antlers are detachable from the from the head of this the shoulder mount because you can't get it through the door. Oh yeah, yeah. So so the antlers come out, and I'm holding just the moose with no antlers, and it's and it's basically from my knees up over my head and it's just its neck and its head and then behind me is a whitetail mount and it looks like it looks like i, I don't know something something t- it looks like a jackrabbit like <laughs> like it, it's so so small compared to it it's it's really incredible but. Yeah, see you know my house is full of whitetails you know i don't i have whitetails i have a full mountain turkey which even people that are live grew up in illinois they're like that's a turkey like i've never seen one up close i'm like geez man you need to get out more but I can't yeah. imagine having like a caribou or an elk or a moose mount in my house would seem so over the top. Oh, dude, you would have to put it at mm-hmm. the floorboards. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it'd be on the, be on the well, floor. Yeah, so it sticks out. So I don't have it in my house. Um, I have to admit, and I'm I say that very shamefully. 
Um, I don't have it in my house. I've got it on the hunt camp. My wife is an interior designer and she's like, that is not going in, in our house. I don't want animals. So I've got it. I've got it proudly in, in the hunt camp. So that's an okay compromise. But uh, so we were, we were finishing our basement and, you know, I, I have a little area for my bows down there. I've got like a little bow room with my hunting gear and stuff. And I wanted to put the moose on the wall in the basement. And she said, it's a man cave. But we're not putting a moose. And I said, yeah, right, it's a man cave. I'm calling it the compromise cave from now on. And so like, <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you go into our, like, Apple TV and it's got a name, it's to this day it's the compromise cave. Because if I don't have any animals on the wall, it's not a man cave. That's right, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, uh, my wife, luckily, my wife of uh, – Oh, your wife. That's a weird saying. I just got married. Um, congratulations thank you but i've been dating her for eight years so it's not like a new thing like it's but it's weird calling her your wife that's weird yeah so uh Sign- finally signed her to a long-term deal huh yeah i'm like you know oh yeah bud i'm like sign this prenup <laughs> let's get married everything's good <laughs> literally yeah. the only thing that she can take from me is my deer head so i didn't have to sign a prenup but uh you'll just shoot more though. she's Here always been go. cool with the deer heads man and i have six deer heads in my living room right now and uh in the front dining room there's a full mountain turkey and uh, some turkey, other turkey fans. I, I right now I can't complain. Maybe she'll change on me, but I got her hunting, so she's she's all good. Yeah, my my wife won't hunt with me, and no taxidermy on the wall. But she, she'll kind of, you know, she's got this attitude about it, and and I can appreciate it because we kind of come from different background. When it, pardon me, when it comes to to hunting, but she's like, but I don't, I don't get it, but I know that it's what you love, and it's you know w- w- what you're made of. So go have fun, you know. And that's right. that's that's her attitude. She gets that it's that it's me, even though she doesn't want to do it. Actually, I had big breakthroughs though. We've been married for eight years, and um, big breakthrough this year is she. Actually, it was last year. She tried wild turkey and she loved it. So now she's like, "Bud, go shoot me a turkey." Um, and so that's yeah. a big win. She's agreed that she's going to try venison this season, and she told me that um, she wants me to teach her how to shoot. So. You know, guys, just stick it out. It just takes time. <laughs> Except if you're in the friend zone. Well, let's clear that up right now. You're never getting out of that. If you're married, it's a different story. That's true. That's true. That's so true. That's so true. But, yeah. You're always looking out for the guys in the friend zone on the podcast, Steve. Thank you. Hey, I'll tell you what. When he said, uh, yeah, did you hit the nail on the head? Like 80% of our listeners are like, you know, when your wife said, ah, I, I know it's it's not my thing, but it, I know it's what you love, every guy's like, yes, he gets what I'm saying. So, yeah. <laughs> fellas, yeah. there's hope. Yeah. Bud, catching yeah. deers, can you give us, like, a, a little leak? What's next? What videos is going on? I mean, wh- mm-hmm. what, what do you have brewing in the old catching deers laboratory? Laboratory. Laboratory. Did you say laboratory? Laboratory. 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 Yeah. In Dexter's um, lab. Dee don't touch my stuff. Laboratory. <laughs> we've got we've got a few things, a few concoctions uh, brewing up here. <laughs> um, Cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we've got we're, we're ramping up we're ramping up the content we're doubling down on stuff that we're doing it's so fun and and people like it and so we're just uh we're just gonna do a bunch more content we're going into the fall here we're gonna be releasing a new you know catching deer style video you know um it's not you know a, a hunting tutorial or a shooting a deer uh, it's just funny stuff that deer hunters can relate to so we're gonna, gonna do that it monthly still just gonna send it yeah um and one of those one of those that we've got lined up is um we want to we know that you know being physically fit is is a trend right now i think it's a good thing for health um i'm not i i'm a former athlete but i'm not like a like a I'm not in cheap shape or anything like that. But uh, what we want to do is introduce some people to some great exercises that will help you with your deer hunting. So that's that's a, a little little bit of a, a teaser on one of the videos. That, okay, I'm liking uh, this already because I feel like yeah. that's sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> may or may not be sarcastic. So uh, we've got something planned there. And then another one, I can't tell you any more than this. But uh, it's kind of a rant style. Yes, um, I love that, it already. Let's it, hear it. it. But it's it's a it's a story. Like it's a it's a long winded story, and it's called the most famous story ever told, the most famous hunting story ever told. And so <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm just going to share a, a, a long winded great hunting story that um, is is different maybe than any hunting story you've ever heard. So I, I'm going to share that. Uh, we've got some more stuff lined up for the fall. I, I love traditional archery. I want to do a trick shot video because you can do so many fun things with like a recurve or a longbow that you mm-hmm. can't with a compound. So I shoot some skeet with um, with my, my recurve, and there's some cool things that you can line up and do. Uh, when you when you shoot a, a recurve instinctively, so I want to do some stuff like that this fall, and that's just kind of some small things. And then I mentioned my my schedule this fall is just jammed with hunting, and of course we want to bring that to to everybody and, and share that um, as well on on various channels. So we're going to be diving into some some of the you know specific hunting content so people can can join in and watch on uh, on some of our hunts and stuff like that as well. So. We're going to be just bringing a lot of a lot of fun stuff to people, now, and then. Uh, but and then got, the thing got, that I'm oh go ahead, yeah, just last thing. The thing that I'm excited about is just to interact with with people and um, be able to share those things kind of in in semi real time, right? Th- throughout the fall and share hunting stories. What we love too is um, just the the classic. And I've got some questions for you guys. I know you're asking me questions, but I got ones for you. Yeah. The classic. What's the you know the craziest hunting story you've ever heard? And I want to capture those and share them because that's how I grew up. That's what hunting is to me is my uncles, you know, telling stories of this deer that came out and the dogs were barking behind it. And I swear it was an eight pointer. I promise it was an eight pointer and I hit it behind the shoulder. I know I did. And then, you know, you go and you find, you know, the bullet in, you know, a big pine tree and, and no blood anywhere. And you're like, oh, you hit him. You sure, you know, sure you did. And, you know, those old, and then you, and then you cub, you dub that buck old Ironside. Right, it was like I hit him behind the shoulder, but he never died, and that's old Ironside Buck. So stuff like that, we want to get people that are really fantastic, funny storytellers. Just just tell the funniest deer hunting stories ever. <laughs> you know, I had a I had a buddy tell me one today. This happened today, and he was like, "Oh man," he's like, "I, I was talking to a buddy, and I promise you, this was a story." He had an eight pointer come out on the watch, and. You know, came down through the woods and the, the dog somehow lost his trail and what, whatever it was. And he came to this pond and 
I leaned up against a pine tree and took a crack at him, open sighted at 120. And I didn't hit him, but he dropped on the spot. And I promise you, no word of a lie, he army crawled. And it crawled its way 100 yards out of that brush and then stood up once it hits the, hit the wood line and started running. <laughs> I've heard that same story, dude. I yes, shit you not. Yes. Yeah, those, those stories just get me going. I love it. So um, You, you know, heard those stories before the internet, which is weird, which lets yes, me know we are... a long time, man. No, you my know age. No, I'm telling you. You heard those stories before the internet, and you heard them, and you're in Canada. We are living in the Matrix, and the Earth is flat. It makes sense. <laughs> that's it. So, um, yeah, that, that's 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 where we're headed. But hey, guys, I got I got some questions for you. Lay them I, on. Oh god, I want this to be a conversation. I, I don't want it to be an interview. Where hey, I just answer I like a bunch this, of your man. questions because <laughs> I think you guys are funnier than me. So I just want to I want to get some stuff going. But I, here's here's I, this is how I like to phrase questions. I like to get to know people by figuring out what some of their preferences are. So okay. some, kind of some open-ended questions. So okay. get this. You got a mutant doe in the back 40. She runs about 225 on the hoof, and she's got a six-point rack. Right. Do you shoot her? Because that's a lot of meat and a great wall hanger. Or do you keep those genetics in the gene pool because you never know what's coming down the line? I'll go first, Kurt, here. Uh, I'll shoot her every time. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. how often do you get a chance to shoot an antler doe? You know what? I, I got to be honest with you. I've never seen one. My buddy, our buddy Trevor, shot one in velvet in November two years ago. It's no. goofy. Yeah, it's yes, goofy sure looking. It's wild, man. It never sh- it kept the same rack for two years. I got it. So did he know, or did he um, shoot like a velvet buck? And he's like, "Oh, dang, that yeah. ain't buck." He saw it get up, and he's. If I'm, we did a podcast about it. It's one of our most popular podcasts. Uh, yeah, I can like, see why. Episode forty six. So it's been over a hundred episodes ago. Um, I think it was episode forty six. I might be making that shit up. I don't know where I got that. Um, <laughs> but it gets up, and he he saw this buck. He's like, oh, it looks like velvet. Drops it, and gets over to it. Calls, you know, makes the phone calls. Shot a really weird, funky rack looking thing. It's still in velvet. But and like the rack is like super brittle, right? So yeah, they flip it over to clean it, and they're like, uh, "This is a doe, man." And uh, <laughs> he he goes, he flipped through some trail camera pictures, and he had had pictures of it the year before, I believe, with the same exact rack. So it never wow. shed. Um, there's some testosterone issues there somewhere, mm-hmm. and it just it's it's weird, man. I don't know. But, uh, I've heard of it. Forty six. Heard of it. But it was it, 47. Oh, I was close. 47. But uh, no, I'd, I'd shoot it for sure. If I if I knew it was a doe, is that part of it? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, Oh, man. dude. That, absolutely. That thing's getting dropped in a heartbeat. This is Steve. Yeah, that, that's getting dropped in a heartbeat because we Bruce need- Bruce Jenner and a deer, man. I'm, we need- <laughs> Yeah, you got to call it Bruce. Listen, <laughs> one of us has to shoot it because we need the podcast ratings. All right, we that's need them true. big numbers. That's, that's true. <laughs> right. But guys, think of it. Like that's where that's where world records are born. Like if you've got a doe with a six point rack, you gotta think that offspring's gonna be a world record. Well the thing is though, do, uh I don't know if this is factual, but I think it's common that most does that with issues like that don't breed. They don't participate in the rut. Well, I can I can see why, guys. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, there's only so many times where you're hitting on a chick. We're like, dude, this chick kind of looks like a dude. But Aerosmith had that song one time, and uh, have you guys I, seen the uh, the crazy hot Matrix? 
I have not. That that, that video. Oh yes, I have the uh, graph. It's like yes. a graph. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, reminds me of that. That is just absolute gold. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I love oh, that God. question, man. That's like, right. I don't know where you thought yeah. of that, but I love it. Oh, sweet Lord. What All right, I got, got another one. Right, I got another go. one for you. Then I want to. I want to hear your thoughts on. <clears throat> it's a would you rather. Oh, I love this. All right. Let me go first. I'll take the bullet, Kurt. Okay. 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 Would you rather hunt naked with the worst mosquitoes you've ever seen and shoot a one eighty, or be perfectly comfy and shoot a one thirty? Oh, dude, like, I mean, these mosquitoes are like basically bumblebees. Cool. I'm hunting naked. I'm not afraid of West Nile virus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hunting naked too. Listen, man. I'm listen, naked yeah. too. listen. If a mosquito bite, and I, I know where you're trying to go with this. You're like, what if the mosquito bites you in the private parts? I'd be flattered yeah. that a mosquito would think there's enough blood in there for a nice meal. <laughs> Thank you. Plus, I'm shooting that giant deer. <laughs> Guys, I don't think you've ever hunted where I hunted. When you bear hunt in the spring here in in Canada, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like you are, you got like we had two thermocells and but like it's horrible. I've I heard that. A, oh man! Like when I I when you say naked, um, shooting a one eighty, I don't know that you've ever seen bugs like I've seen them because that's a that's a tough one. Well, but I've seen a hundred eighty <laughs> though, and. Uh... Mm. I'd gladly, I'd gladly, hey, I, if I knew like, Hey, how, how long do I have to sit though? That's the thing. Yeah. That was a, that was like a, that's a three hour hunt. Okay. I, I'd do it, man. For 180. Yeah. And I never, I, that I'm cool. Like I got a 180. I don't, Kurt I, has I'll done, just sit comfy and shoot 130s for the rest of my life after that. Yeah. Kurt has spent <laughs> almost 200 hours with me. So I don't think, yeah, I think 180 be worth it. Yeah, I, th- I think if you hours. pull, if you pull, if you pull the audience, I think you're gonna got a lot of guys going for that 180. Right, I think so too, man. Right. I, these are good questions, man. I'm actually I'm loving these. Yeah, you got any more? Oh, do I have any more? I got a few in the vault, but well, let's hear we it. Get, we <laughs> this is like this Me is first. like inside this is like inside track on like catching deers. Um, uh, hunt camp yeah. is we'll sit down and it's just like this except for we're in the same room and you got to go off the cuff you got to just make it up okay. so so this is a non non deer hunting one would you rather um be the kids in the jurassic park scene with the velociraptors <laughs> in the kitchen <laughs> or <laughs> would you rather go toe-to-toe with a black bear in a cage match and you got to go three rounds Dude, I'm choosing black bear every time. <laughs> every time, man. Raptors are horrifying. I don't know what they actually look like, obviously, but that is scary shit. I think like I could just full guard a black bear for three rounds and just get bloody as shit. <laughs> rear, rear naked choke. Yeah. Just. And just, like, I would be bloody as hell, but I, st- I mean, I would probably die, but I would much rather die from black bear attack in a cage than raptor in a kitchen. You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. right. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. But here's what I, I, here's what I know. But what's the what's the finish of that match? What's the finish? Yeah, because I, I I gotta know if I'm gonna go wrestle this uh, bear. I need to know the finish. You know, I, I I need to know what the high spots are. I need to know how to work them. What what's the finish? Am I am I winning that match or? You don't no, know. Like it's, you don't know. You don't. You never know. This is you pro, never know. This is just, pro wrestling. You, you gotta, we do know. Just, <laughs> I know exactly what that match uh, is. Right, I I'm, feel like I asked the wrong question. I should have gone grizzly. I should have gone grizzly in a cage match, three rounds. Oh um, yeah, dude, I would have chose raptors for sure. Yeah, you would have said yeah. grizzly. Yeah, dude, I would have been them, yeah, them goofy kids sitting in there waiting for that. <laughs> 
Do you, you know what the scariest thing was? Like, dude, it's not like in Jurassic Park. Like, it wasn't the scariest thing that it was raptors. It was that they had that claw that moved by itself. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's, that's scary to me. Like, if, if when they can, can move, when they can open doors, I'm out. Like, yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's it. I'm done. It's they can open here. doors. It's like I got nothing on them now. I've never been interviewed in my own interview, so this is I'm having a great time with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I'm running I'm running dry, so I'm gonna put you guys on the spot and say, "Give me a would you rather," and you got to make it up. Ooh, Ooh. okay, All right. make it up. This is gonna get bad, man. This episode yeah. <laughs> just got marked explicit. Dude, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Would you rather? Would you rather watch a fellow Canadian, Kenny Omega, wrestle Okada? In their first match at Wrestle Kingdom 11, I'm lost. or would you rather do Working Class <laughs> Bow Hunter podcast a second time sober? <laughs> you lost me on the first one. I got nothing, but I I'll pick. I'd rather I'd rather do uh, Working Class Bow Hunter any day of the week. All right, well you better watch that match and <laughs> and then get back to us. I <laughs> <laughs> I got no context, guys. I don't know what you're talking about. Dude, right, me, you're me either, but I'm lost. <laughs> Thing is, like, I want to think of some would you rather's, but when I someone says, "Hey, let's do would you rather," I automatically think dark, oh, the nastiest thing you could ever do. Oh stuff. yeah, like stuff. Yeah, that you go, go deer answer. hunting. Go deer hunting. Would you rather? Would you rather? I'm making this up. I don't even know what I'm about yeah. to say. Oh. Yep, that's the game. Would you rather miss a 200-inch deer at 10 yards oh. or uh, would you rather... <laughs> you want to go dark, don't you? I want to. <laughs> Do it. I'm Do trying it. not to go too deep. Would you rather miss a deer at 200-inch or at 10 yards? would you rather put a, a staple gun into your middle finger? Oh my gosh! Uh, I'd do a staple gun into the finger. I think that that would hurt for like five minutes. And I got a I got a big old hook in my finger this year, and it and it didn't hurt that bad. Like it wasn't as bad as I thought. I would be emotionally scarred, and I would get buck fever, and I would be nervous every time I sat in a deer stand yep. for the rest of my life if I ever missed a I missed a two hundred inch deer at, at ten yards. Like I, that would be emotionally. Like that would wreck me. So um, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> staple gun to the to the middle finger. I, final final answer. <laughs> final answer. But I got. I got. I got. Pretty good one for the top of my head and not knowing. What I was yeah, that say. was a good one. I got a good one for you, bud. Would you rather be friend zoned by the most perfect woman that you ever could imagine? You know, your wife doesn't exist in this. Yeah, your wife doesn't exist. Like pretend this hypothetical. Divorced. Okay. Pretender, okay. I don't know when this podcast is coming from. You could be divorced. Would you rather be put in the friend zone by the most perfect woman for you or get booted off the hunting ground that you grew up hunting? Oh, man. Friend zone for sure, son. Yeah, like I don't, I don't ever want to be booted off of a hunting. But. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm going to, I'm going to pick. I would rather not get booted. So whatever the other option is. So you're okay. gonna go hunt. And who are you gonna celebrate with? Not the woman you love, because you're gonna send her, and she goes, <laughs> "Oh, that's a good bud. That's a good deer, bud. Bud." <laughs> she double buds you. <laughs> Dude, don't ever that's get a hard one. That's don't a ever hard get one double buddy. That's a hard one for me to get my head around because I landed the girl eight years ago. So that's a 
it's a tough one for me to emotionally connect with. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll do this. Hey, would you rather lose a lease or get divorced? Oh my gosh, that's, that's you can't. There it is. There's no question on that. I'd rather lose a lease when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the marriage. That's that's sacred ground right there. He's like, yeah. dude, this this marriage could end tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he feels awkward now. <laughs> hey man, we're just well, uh, guys, that went sideways. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you brought it up. Just well, had to say, time for me to go do another podcast. I'll see you guys yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was fun. That was that was right. good. Well, hey, we, I, I know we want to get out of here. I just want to ask one more question. When can yeah. we expect catching deer's golf towels? Golf towels. Oh yeah, bud. Ooh, I don't know. I might be able to make something happen for you. Um, let me see. That wasn't, guys. I got. I'm just going to be fully honest here. Shoot from the hip. I hadn't even ever considered golf towels. I never even knew. I didn't even know golf towels existed. Yeah, I never seen like the Saturdays for the boys. They got like golf towels are kind of a a niche thing with like it's a staple. It's wow. That's a that's a that's a I don't know. That's going cross cross cultural here. But you know what? I'd be I'd be willing to make you know six of them right, like we did the original foam trucker, and just if it takes off and it goes, then I'll just make more. Well, How about but, that? I'll just, I'll just I'll send them. I'll just, I'll, I'm still going to send them. Still going to send it. <laughs> but, but if you make those towels, I will not call it a golf towel. I don't golf. Um, but I will hook it onto my pack, and before I climb my tree stand, I'll wipe my hands off on it and then climb my tree stand and call it my, my stand towel. Mm. The stand, yeah. I think there. I think we need some more innovations in hunting right now, and I think we need um, tree, tree, pre, tree strand climb wipes. Nope. And uh, we need tree stand climbing gloves is what we need. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I'll, uh, I'll have to make some towels and send them, send them to the lads. <laughs> the lads. Oh. The yeah. Bud's going to send the buds, the blokes, the blokes <laughs> yeah, to, to, to the fellas. Hey. I never know. You know what? You know what's, you know what's the, the truth here too, is that, um, growing up in Canada and our, our, our company is based out of Nashville because my two partners live in Nashville, Tennessee um, I just happen to still live in Canada, so I go back and forth all the time. But I, I kind of come up with st- with stuff, and I never know if anybody knows what I, what I mean uh, when, <laughs> when I when I come out with a saying. I'm thinking sometimes I'm going to say things that I think are funny, and, and people are just going to be like, "I have no idea what a Donnie Brook is." You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Kurt's eyes well, lit up on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, man. You know, I, are I, people going to get it if I call it a Donny Vincent Brook? <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just, I'm like, I don't know if that's a Canadian thing. You know, so maybe that's, oh, that's classic. Maybe that's rural Ontario, and nobody is going to know what that is. So uh, we watch letter, we watch Letter Kenny problems. We get oh it. my. Oh my gosh! How good is Letter Kenny? So good, man. Kurt turned me on to that. I'm absolutely I obsessed. I laid in bed because they, they'll post like all six seasons on Facebook, yeah. and you can just watch yeah. them there. I think yeah. me and my wife watch three, four episodes of Letter Kenny like before we went to sleep, stayed up late. It's just the funniest shit. Like it, it's just like the one. The greasy guy in town wanted to fight you, but you didn't want to fight him because he was too damn greasy. It's just like weird stuff <laughs> just, like that. Just ri- ridiculous, really ridiculous stuff. Um, what was one of the lines? And I, I don't watch, I haven't watched the whole show, 
Um, I, uh, I've seen, you know, the, the rapid fire YouTube videos that my friends send me and they're from Ontario too. And so I've, I've watched all those and it, it gets, it gets vulgar for, for my taste to be honest at times, but, um, he is Jared Kiso is the, the main guy and he's absolutely yeah. brilliant. But, uh, one of the ones is, but he says on your wall, if you did yeah. something, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. six, <laughs> six bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the ones is um buddy says the sled's got so much torque you can't keep the front skis down yeah right bud you want to blow smoke go have a dart <laughs> i love that it's just rapid fire just funny stuff yeah it is yeah. great man i do love it so. it's, it's funny because in canada that's all i could think of when i was there for work i'm like i never <laughs> not everyone up here is like this but that's all i can think of <laughs> yeah, you know, he was I, – I dug in because I, I have a ton of respect for anybody that's that brilliant with the one-liners. And so I dug into who Jared Kiso was a little bit. He's from Ontario. He's a hockey player. Like, I, I grew up in a hockey family. I played um, hockey, played college hockey in the States. And he came to this point where he realized his hockey career wasn't going to kind of go the way that he wanted to. His whole life he thought he was going to play hockey. And then so he started – doing he loved doing it was making jokes with the boys and went to acting school and uh letter kenny started off as just a youtube couple of youtube videos that that kind of took off and yeah, became this thing problems. yeah letter kenny problems and and they said it started out actually as a as a i think it was a twitter handle that um wasn't even um i guess nobody in town knew who it was that it was them and they were it became this big thing so it's just a cool story too i love when stuff grows just kind of organically with people doing what they love to do yeah know? i i right. i got into it now our, our good buddy he's a listener from canada scott clark with an e clarky i've had to text him stuff i remember i just like i texted him you know i watch it i go hey dude what's a skid yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. You come up with this joke, do you think it's just hilarious? And everybody's like, yeah. Hey, we we can just be your like your Midwesterner like tester out. Like we can be your like uh, product development team. So if you're like, yeah. I'm not sure. Would anyone in the Midwest and the deer hunting states know what this is about? Text it to us. I'll be like, yeah, dude, no idea, but. You can use us as a test. <laughs> but I'll catch on. So, like, as soon as he sees some guy, like, as soon as he told me that, I go, dude, they, like, I'll, I text him, like, a day later, like, dude, I saw the greasiest skid you'd ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll go We'll go rapid fire right now. We'll go with some Canadian lingo. I don't know if we're running out of time. I'm just enjoying the conversation, but. Oh, we, we, uh, we can try to push it as long as we want, but uh, we, we're kind of in conclusion, but I'm having too much fun. Yeah. Right, yeah hit, <laughs> hit us with so, a, you, some real quick. So, so would you call a, one of your friends a beauty? A beaut? Yeah, beauty. No, uh, he's a beauty. I definitely wouldn't. I, I'd call Kurt a beaut. I would a beauty. Yeah. I'd I'd call like, him yeah, a beauty. he's a handsome man. I'd say something like that. Yeah, he's a beauty. No, but oh, like his personality, that. it's like, oh, that guy's hilarious. He's a beauty. I love that. No, um, I want to use okay, that. Okay, now that, ch- that changes it for me a bit. Now I get it. I didn't understand in context what it was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, what a beaut. He's a beauty. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, what about Gong Show? A what? Gong Show? Yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know. guys, this podcast is a disaster. It's such a Gong Show. Oh, yeah. No, I've heard uh, that. I've heard that. Well, on this podcast multiple times. You know, but I can't see me using that. I can't. See nah. That. Okay. Not. Um, Duster. No idea. He's oh, is that what? A... 
No, no. There's two things you can have a you can have a, a cookie duster, a mustache. Or you can have a soup strainer <laughs> mustache, but a duster is like a is a uh, like a skid. Oh, you're such a duster. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm into that one. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm down with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I said Donnybrook earlier. You guys know what a Donnybrook is? I didn't know what it was, but I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, Donnybrook yeah, is an old fashioned dust up, just going toe to toe. It's a fight. Oh, really? A Donnybrook? Yeah. Oh, old you... Donnybrook, just standing in and sending them. Oh, man, I love that one, man. <laughs> Dude, okay. my favorite is when you call it fist cuffs. Like, fist I remember, cuffs. like, you're talking about somebody, like, yeah, these two dudes were engaged in a round of fist cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, what happened was a dude was stomping on the dude's head when he's unconscious. So I'm calling yeah. fist cuffs. A Donnybrook, oh, yeah. yeah. I like the Donnybrook, man. I'm a fan of that one. The Donnie Vincent yeah. Brook is a even tilt. more hilarious. That is no, funny. So now you get it. Okay. So, yeah, it's, yeah. That's it's a good old, funny. Yeah, good old-fashioned Donnie Vincent Brook with a black bear <laughs> and a cage match going three rounds. I can see that dude beating up a black bear. Oh, yeah. I think Donnie would be wearing his plaid and his toque, and he'd go toe-to-toe for his sure. His toque. Oh, don't, dude, do not think that I miss that. I date a Canadian. I know all about the pook toque. <laughs> that hat has many different <laughs> applications, and it is warm. I'm lost between Canadian conversations. You need a pook toque. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. When is this episode coming out? Catching Deer's pook toque. <laughs> no comment. No comment. It's too good, man. It's too good. Well, but, well so that can, guys, that confirmed my suspicions that some of my some of my jokes will fall on deaf ears if I go too Canadian <laughs> in the lingo. Hey, you need to make you have to make a shout out to the working class bow on our podcast. If you do this, you need to make a video prior, like six months prior, before you do any of this stuff, explaining these Canadian phrases to the deer hunting <laughs> community, and then we'll understand. All right, all right. I'll uh, I'll I'll put a like a do it for um, us. What's what's it called at the end of the, when at the end of a book when you, like you go and you reference at the end like a, all these uh, like uh, like there's a, there's a like a glossary of terms dude, at the end of yeah. all of our videos. Uh, I'm thinking epilogue <laughs> or prologue. I don't read a whole lot of books. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to this episode, you clearly pick that up. I you, you don't say <laughs> video idea. Do you do you do that video explaining it, and then you do a hunter's version of it, like the Donnie Vincent Brook. You can do those for each term and explain yes. explain your definition. I like explain it. where it applies and and give like multiple skits or, or that you can make out of it or reasoning like you know. Give examples. Send this. Send this. uh, Send this video to a buddy that's a total duster. Right. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Decent. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Bud Fisher, man, you are the man. Oh god, I loved it. Thank you so much, guys. I just appreciate you having on this, this, having me on. This was a a ton of fun, and um, you guys are guys that I would have a ton of fun in the hunt camp with sometimes. I hope we could make that happen. That'd be a blast. But I appreciate you having me. Anytime, man. Yeah. Stick around on the phone um, after the podcast here. But, no, really, though, you are awesome. Your sense of humor is r- right in line where we're at. Um, you know, take your deer hunting seriously. But it's this is hunting camp, dude. This yeah. is what our yeah. podcast is. We like to joke That's around, right. um, sit around, have a couple cold ones, and, and have a good time, man. There's nothing wrong with it. And uh, you're absolutely hilarious. I love the sense of humor. Um, I We can't wait to see more out of Catching Deers and, and your whole crew. Um, sh- shout out to Dana for us. Um, 
Yeah. And, uh, man, I just, we love you guys, man. I, I hope you come back whenever we have you and open door policy on the podcast, buddy. Jeez, why don't you just write him a love letter? Hey, <laughs> we, we've been talking for over an hour about good times, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll say hey to Dan. I'm sure he's going to listen. He's, he's one of the guys. He's a, he's a beauty. That's for sure. A beauty. He's a beauty. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm understanding that more deeply as time goes yeah, on. There you yeah, go. Whatever you greasy skid. <laughs> to everyone that listened to the podcast, thank you so much for hanging in this long. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you laughed, made your work day easier, your drive easier. Deer season's coming. You know what you better be doing. Go shoot your bow. We love you. <laughs>